This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock climbing Libra, and loves rom coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Well, Chandler, welcome back to another episode of Pop Apologist Podcast. I'm your co-host, Lauren. Chandler, thank you for joining us today on your on your also your podcast. You're so formal and I love it so much because you really keep us sounding professional. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on today's show. I feel like we've gotten quite the bit of backlash over the Obama Trump romance deep dive. And backlash, I don't think, is quite deserved. So now I'm thinking, well, why don't we just go full politics? Like mm-hmm. full serious. Welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking right. about nuclear energy, you know, Middle Eastern conflicts. We're going to be talking about the oil crisis Ugh. in Iran. My my stomach is like hurting at the idea of having to talk about those issues. Like it's already hard enough for me to like spout off my opinions about literally meaningless topics. Mm-hmm. Like it already fills me with a lot of insecurity (laughs) and dread. So the idea of having to talk about subjects that I don't actually understand at all, that would be my worst nightmare. I actually have a friend who does like a journalism podcast and I just have so much respect for her because the idea that we would talk about any subjects with true merit where we really would have to know our stuff is crazy. Never. So we're just going to stick to swimming in these shallow seas, Chandler that you and I so love to indulge ourselves in. Okay, Chandler, well, I need to discuss with you something. You know, it's a conspiracy theory. It's something that people really put in the same bucket as 9-11 being a government operation, as the moon landing being faked. Mm -hmm. Um, It's something that people never gave any credit toward. And if you brought it up during dinner conversation in polite company, people would side-eye you and question whether they'd invite you again. Yes, Mm. everyone, today... I want to talk about the Gaylor rumors, okay? And that is the coined term to refer to Taylor Swift being sort of gay, okay? Speculating about someone's sexuality is not something I like to do, but (laughs) when we're talking about Taylor Allison Swift, there's nothing I don't like discussing about her. And I think it's, it's important because we're talking about one of the greatest historical figures the world has ever known, and we need to know everything about her. Well, and I think we deserve to know every single thing about her. We deserve to know whether or not she's had any type of, you know, queer relationship. Uh, That is our right to know all that knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's our God-given right. And I I also think, you know, this isn't totally unfounded. I just need to rewind for a second. I want to dial us back to a week ago when I was just happily living my life thinking Taylor Swift was heterosexual. These were simpler Mm -hmm. times. These were times when I listened to the songs 
And what? You've never heard this rumor before until last oh, I've week? I've heard the rumor. I've just okay. always thought that these people needed to, you know, chat with someone who's also into QAnon. Like, I've just never yeah, given never... the rumor any credence. Okay. okay, okay. Because it's like, I've had close female friendships. I've had female friendships with girls that are pretty. That doesn't mean I have a proclivity for uh, the feminine sex. But alas, I was rattled to my core, Chandler, and the earth was shaken from under me. When I received a link to a TikTok video from our sister, Courtney, and Mm -hmm. this video made me think that not only is this rumor to be considered, but this rumor is abundantly true. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read you the caption of this video, um, and I would love to get your thoughts. So this is what the caption is. And the photo is Dusty Springfield's album cover. She had an album cover that is the exact same shades as the mm-hmm. 1989 CD covers. Okay. So Taylor okay. Swift has four versions coming out. And there's a green, a salmony pink, a light yellow. These are all very like eggshell colors, very Easter. Okay. And a light okay. blue. Okay. So Taylor Swift chose the exact same Pantone as this dusty Springfield woman, the singer who came out as a bisexual in the 70s. And then not only that, Chandler, not only did Taylor Swift choose the exact hex, the exact Pantone, but she also played Dusty Springfield's cover of You Don't Own Me as the last song before she Mm. hit the stage of the Eras tour. Mm. So I think that if we know anything about Taylor from the news of 1989 coming out later this year, it's that... This woman is so, so, like, the way she communicates is through these Easter eggs, right? Right. It's through like the, hidden, m- veiled messages. Yes. Like, this is how she speaks to her fans. Mm, right. And so to just ignore these as mere coincidence, I think we do that at our peril. So I want to lead people through these Gaylor rumors and really mm-hmm. everything we know, the facts of the case, and then I'll let okay. everyone be their own judge and jury and give their own verdict okay 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 so rumors started flying chandler when taylor swift was hanging out with diana agron apologies about the pronunciation i didn't look it up but she's a star on glee okay, okay. this is around 2012 they're spotted at birthday parties they're spotted hanging out together and these rumors are like they're going around so much they're so mainstream that even jimmy kimmel chandler on his show straight up asks if they are dating Okay. Because they're just going to parties together? I guess they're seen like they're just seen a little too cozy. People okay. are just thinking something's going on here. So on Jimmy Kimmel, Diana replied and she's like, no, but wouldn't that be juicy? And then she blew Taylor a kiss at the camera. Okay. 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 So then following the release of 1989, fans linked the song Wonderland to Diana's tattoo of Alice in Wonderland on her ribs. Mm -hmm. Now, you and I will debate the merits of a Alice in Wonderland-themed tattoo at a later date. But right now, (laughs) I want to revisit these Wonderland lyrics, okay? Let me just ask, was this all pre-Carly? This is pre-Carly. Carly Carly doesn't hit the scene until 2015. So, so many people think that these Taylor Gaylor truthers all started... They all got a whiff of this when that leggy blonde Carly Kloss hit the mm-hmm. scene with right. Taylor Swift. But no, that is not the case. Three years before that, 
there were swirling rumors of her with Diana. So this is the lyrics from Wonderland. It says, so we went on our way to in love to think straight all alone or so it seemed. But there were strangers watching and whispers turned to talking and talking turned to screams. Didn't they tell us don't rush into things? Didn't you flash your green eyes at me? Didn't you calm my fears with a Cheshire cat smile? Okay. Okay. Didn't it all seem new and exciting? I felt your arms twisting around me. It's all fun till somebody loses their mind. Okay. So the two things that I think really speak to these Gaylor rumors are mm-hmm. the Cheshire Cat smile, of course, because that not only is the song titled Wonderland, Alice in Wonderland, right. Diana has this tattoo, but then mm-hmm. there is this other allusion to, to Alice in Wonderland with a Cheshire yeah. Cat. I kind of always thought it was corny, to be honest. If I'm being totally I think it's truthful. super corny. Super corny. Sorry. It's not one of my favorite songs. No, but I think the other thing that's a little more subtle is didn't it all seem new and exciting? I think everyone thought, oh, new relationship and sure. new love. No, 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 no. Maybe she's talking about the newness of being with a woman, Chandler. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. So didn't it all seem new and exciting? I think that probably was new after Taylor had been, you know, for all intents and purposes, down with the D for so long. They tell us don't rush into things and you flash your green eyes at me Didn't you calm my fears with a Cheshire Cat smile? Ooh, didn't it all seem new and exciting? I felt your arms twisting around me It's all fun and games till somebody loses their mind So let's move forward though, past okay. Diana. Can I tell you that with these evidence points, I'm 0% convinced. Really? You're not convinced yeah. with a Wonderland tattoo, Wonderland Cheshire Cat, new and exciting. No, I don't. I think the tattoo is like a coincidence. I don't think. No, I really don't think so. You know, there's a there's another song lyric that comes to mind, and it's "I saw the signs, and they opened up my eyes. I saw the signs, and I think you are keeping <laughs> your eyes closed. I definitely am keeping my eyes closed. Well, no, I just, I just think, I I just honestly have a really hard time with this rumor. Okay, well. Gaylor truthers Chandler have held fast in the face of doubt just like yours for years and years and years. So I'm going to proceed with the facts of their case. Okay. 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 Did you see the text message that Kagan sent me that I posted on Instagram about Clean Simple Eats? He said, SOS, we are out of the chocolate flavor of Clean Simple Eats, which by the way, I really didn't know that we could get it for free. So I've been paying full price and just ordering because I literally am a paying customer of this company. Clean Simple Eats, everyone, is the purveyor of the best protein powder on the planet. Can we just say, we've had some people get converted to the religion of clean symbol eats and they have messaged us saying you were right. It is so delicious. It will make milk taste like chocolate milk. If you get the brownie batter, or, you know, I love to put oh. the vanilla in a fruit smoothie. You just, you can't go wrong. You can't mess it up either. I would say you, it is so good. Someone texts me. They're like, does it have a weird aftertaste? I'm like, no, this is clean simple eats. It tastes like melted ice cream, just mixed in cold water. And it's made from clean grass fed, perfect ingredients. Mm-hmm. What yeah. more do you people want? What more do you out want? Of this world? What more do you want? Yeah. I don't know. Cleansimpleeats.com, everyone. Go try the vanilla, try the chocolate. Use our code Pop Apologist for 10% off. We love the sponsor. I'll be drinking Clean Simple Eats on my deathbed. I hope so. Back that fire down, 19. Copy, Captain. Let's move. 
ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. So in 2015, Taylor and Carly Kloss are in their heyday. They're hanging out GD. Yeah. They're hanging, hanging out with Kara Delevingne, a famous lesbian, bisexual. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure. One of the two, but fully into girls. I think she's bisexual. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Hanging out with Haley Steinfeld and, of course, Carly Kloss. So in 2015, Chandler, all the rumors about Taylor and Carly really mm-hmm. start. You know, the whispers on the streets, those yeah. actually start turning to screams. Okay. Because yep. there's a lot to go on. So there's a Vogue spread of Taylor and Carly. Mm-hmm. And people from those photos did not get a best friends vibe. They got yeah. more of a romantic vibe. There's a famous photo of them from the spread where they are basically hugging and it's like they're in the backyard or they're in like a woodsy scene and it looks straight out of a Ralph Lauren catalog. But a Ralph Lauren catalog between a husband and a wife is what I would say. Mm-hmm. There's just mm-hmm. a, a windswept romantic feel to these photos. Okay. Yeah. I think too, that particular pose feels pretty intimate. Yeah. Extremely intimate. I mean, I have a lot of female friends. I think you're honestly the female I'm closest to on this earth. Mm-hmm. I don't think I would grab you on the waist and nuzzle my chin into your shoulder and look with a soul-searching glance into the camera. I mean, I hope you never would. I never. Like, <laughs> as much as I love you, that pose just would not come naturally to me to signify sure, sure. our relationship. Yeah, we're not super cuddly. But I, I know people are. Re- like, with their friends that way? Super yeah. touchy? Yeah. I have friends who are more touchy. But, like, okay. but I do think that pose is very cuddly. It's very cuddly. Okay, so... Let's turn to the musical signifiers of this relationship, Chandler. Okay. So in 2017, Reputation comes out and mm-hmm. there's a collage photos of eyes used as the promotional materials on the album's physical CD. And those contained a singular photo of Carly's eyes instead of Taylor's. Okay. I didn't know that. Yes. Also, after Folklore came out and the song Betty... Fans went crazy over the song's premise, which is a love song full of hope sung to a girl named Betty, an energy Mm -hmm. that could not be dissuaded even after Taylor said herself that this was written from the perspective of a male narrator. Now, before we keep going with clues, let's break it open for a little bit of a discussion. Yeah. Because it's interesting to me that Taylor Swift is such an ally of the LGBT community weeping on Miss Americana, the documentary about Marsha Blackburn being potentially Mm -hmm. elected and rights being taken away for this community. The entire, you know, music video for You Need to Calm Down is all about this community. So Chandler, I find it to be very difficult to consider that Taylor could be bisexual, but also like really trying to put out those rumors while also stoking them. It's very interesting. What do you think? Wait, what do you mean by that? I mean, like, if okay, with the song Betty, if she's saying, no, this is by a male narrator, what she's saying mm-hmm. is, like, this is not 
a female to female gay love song. Yeah. And I just kind of wonder, is that because, yes, that song itself is male to female or is it secretly a gay love song by Taylor and she is trying to obfuscate her bisexuality? No, I don't believe that, especially with the song Betty, because that is one of those songs that she said is a work of fiction. It's not based on her personal experience. Betty, Illicit Affairs, and some some of the other ones, She's, I think she specifically said those are not based on my personal experiences. Well, I know that's what she said, Chandler, but I, you mm-hmm. and I have speculated on this podcast that that was her just trying to you know, throw people off the scent in terms of her writing songs about past relationships while she was in a glowing relationship with Joe Alwyn and not wanting to make him jealous. That was my sure. grand theory on yeah. the fake narratives in folklore and evermore. So I, ju- I just find it interesting that she's laying all these Easter eggs, but mm-hmm. then she's also trying to throw people off the scent. But I think we're getting too mired in this detail. I, I totally agree with you that she does do that, that she lays Easter eggs, but then also throws people off. Like she clearly enjoys, I think, telling her fans things and like, and then watching them speculate, you know, and like kind of go off with their crazy theories. Yeah. She enjoys a bit of a cat and mouse game, perhaps. Totally. Okay. So in Midnight's Chandler, there is a song called New Year's Day in the lyrics, but I stay when you're lost and I'm scared and you're turning away. I want your midnights. The official lyrics are, I want your midnights, Chandler, but fans Mm -hmm. swear they hear, I want her midnights. This seems like a stretch to me. This is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. New Year's mm-hmm. Day is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. Yeah. I never have heard her. Yeah, I am not either. So, okay, so let's keep going, though. So in the song, Don't Blame Me, there's the lyric, my name is whatever you decide. And there is a photo of Carly writing Taylor's name in the sand on Instagram, but misspelling her name. Okay. Hmm. Now, okay, there's also a lyric from Don't Blame Me that says, now I'm your daisy. And there is a photo on Carly's Instagram of a daisy. It's literally just of a daisy. Guess who's tagged Chandler? Taylor, Taylor Swift. Mm. Okay. What are, what's the I'm your daisy weird. lyric? What song is that from? It's from Don't Blame Me. Mm. For the record, also, Don't Blame Me is a total skip song. I'll say it. Okay. If we're going to actually say that, I'm going to say reputation is basically half skippable. Um, and that... It, That was our punishment as a human race for believing the Kardashians over Taylor Swift, having the hashtag Taylor's over party trending and having this woman betrayed by all of us. Joe said the exact same thing when I was with him last week, that the first six or seven songs off reputation are a punishment to everyone. Absolutely. So in 2014, on December 5th, Taylor and Carly went to the 1975 mm-hmm. and there are full on photos of them kissing. It's just like, yeah. that is the part that I think really puts this over the edge. You're breathing loud into the mic. Just FYI. Oh, sorry. Well, I'm hot and heavy about this. I'm freaking I know out. Are. I know. I know you are. The photos. I can't explain. I cannot explain the photos. I, I have racked my brain. I've searched. You're super drunk. Maybe you're just, you know, sharing a little peck. I don't know. I can't explain it, though, because it does feel so out of character. There's two photos. There's one of them where it absolutely looks like they're kissing. There's Mm -hmm. another one of them where they're just watching the concert and Carly's arm is around Taylor's shoulders. Mm -hmm. And then Taylor is holding her hand Mm -hmm. like exactly Mm -hmm. like you would a boyfriend. Right, right, right. 
I right. cannot explain it. That to me is where I'm like, what? I, and to do that so publicly, never, I've never understood that. So then let's also move on, Chandler, to Cornelia Street. All right. So in June 2016, Taylor moved to Cornelia Street down the street mm -hmm. from Carly. And in 2018, that's when the relationship seems to start changing. Um, and Carly stops being in Taylor's squad. Okay. I think we will all know that there is a song called Cornelia Street. I mean, are we doing Taylor Swift 101? She could never walk Cornelia Street again. Yeah. This city screams your name. Carly Kloss is a model, an NYC model. It's just like... <laughs> then, finally, finally, Cruel Summer, the lyric, and I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. I snuck in through the garden gate every night that summer just to seal my fate. I'm sorry. Carly Kloss to her house. There is a full garden gate. Like mm, I have, really. I have chills. I have chills. Yes, there's a garden gate to Carly. How many people, Chandler, in New York have a garden gate? Right. Not that many. Not that many. Not that many. Anyway, finally, from Midnight's Hits Different, Chandler, there's the lyric, bet I could still melt your world, argumentative, antithetical dream girl. The Gaylor truthers, what they will say, they will hold up this lyric and say she's, yeah. not, she's not talking about herself. She's singing to the antithetical, <gasps> argumentative dream girl. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. And I felt you and I held you for a while, but I can still melt your world, argumentative, antithetical dream girl. And Carly Kloss is known for being argumentative and antithetical. No, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's the case presented to everyone. The I facts. will say the last two data points are more compelling. Well, when I was curating my discovery for this case, Chandler, mm -hmm. I really wanted mm -hmm. to lead up to a crescendo because I wanted the jury, Chandler, when they went into that verdict room yep. to have it in their bones in their marrow yeah. that Gaylor truthers are absolutely most likely correct okay so what do you believe as of this day what do you believe oh as of august 15th 2023 mm -hmm. as of this recording in the year of our lord 2023 i fully think that taylor was in a relationship with both diana agron and carly Kloss, and i think that taylor swift simply just never overtly discusses any of her relationships and i think that is the reason why she never came out you know putting that mm -hmm. in air quotes i think that's the reason why she never came out because she doesn't talk about anyone she doesn't ever fully yeah. mention any of the boyfriends she never discusses anything overtly the way she communicates with her fans is through the easter eggs it's through her yeah. song lyrics it's through right. clues right. okay chandler so on august 15th 2023 year of our lord what do you think? What is your verdict? I also think that she had a relationship with Carly Kloss. I do. I think the kissing photos are, you can't, I don't, I don't understand that out of context, I guess. I don't know if I believe the Diana rumor. 
And mm-hmm. I don't believe all of the Easter eggs that are allegedly about, you know, her sexuality. Okay. Well, it's a very tempered verdict, but it is a verdict in favor um, that Taylor, you know, has had a relationship exactly. with a woman. Yes. Okay. Yes. So you're not as homophobic as I thought. Great. Nope. And neither are you. Surprisingly, you're the ally in this episode. Shocking. Oh, whatever. Oh, my gosh. I've always been an ally. No, it's true. Since day one. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, you guys, a quick announcement. We are running in March a $500 shopping spree giveaway. Very exciting. And to enter, all you have to do is recommend the podcast on your Instagram stories, tag us, and include a link for your followers to easily tap and listen to your favorite mm-hmm. episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. We ask that you only do this if you would actually share the pod, you know, with your friends on your story. You know, this is this is a giveaway um, of authenticity, if you will. Um, <laughs> we also ask in that same spirit that you don't mention that it's a giveaway. Exactly. Please share the pod, share it on your stories, get the word out, spread the good word of Pop Apologist, Make sure to tag us. We'll see it. We'll respond that you're entered. And then we're going to pick one person at random and they'll win $500 to go to town with. So enter this month in March, you guys. Shopping spree giveaway. Okay, Chandler, let's take a minute break from this episode and chat Casita Jewelry because I am so, so excited that they are our sponsor this month. I was just admiring how beautiful we both look in the long dangly earrings. Like, come on. Okay, the long dangly earrings, I will do a full diatribe on Instagram why they are perfection. Yeah. All I will say, very perfect way to have a statement, a statement earring while also being dainty. So anyways, I just want to say this month, everyone, acasitajewelry.com, you can get 30% off. 30% is huge. That's a huge discount on jewelry, especially. Yeah. Fine jewelry. Also, she has vacation jewelry. So jewelry that's way less expensive Mm -hmm. that you can wear and not worry about so much. Um, So there's tons on the site. There's stuff of all price ranges. My tennis bracelet is also included in this. You can get your tennis bracelet, diamond one carat tennis bracelet for around $1,400. Like crazy. Originally $2,100. I think I need two. I think I need to buy another one. I think you do. The exact bracelet I gave Chandler for being my maid of honor. It's just like our friendship bracelet, essentially. I have one too. And so if you want a diamond tennis friendship bracelet like the Pop Apologist, go to casitojewelry.com. Pop Apologist. Use that code for 30% off. This is only during August and it's while Mm -hmm. supplies last. And the last thing I'll say is that this jewelry brand was started by my friend Sara and Sarah truly has the best taste in jewelry of anyone I know. She's just, she's curated the most amazing collection. And so you really, if you go there, you're going to know that everything is on point, on trend, but also like really unique and special. Yeah. Yeah. My diamond snake huggies are on there. Diamond tennis bracelet. So much good stuff. So anyway, you're welcome, everyone. 30% off. Use code <laughs> Pop Apologists. So everyone, you are welcome for this 
beautiful, truly stunning, I, I would say, jewelry discount. Go to casitajewelry.com, use code POPAPOLOGIST for 30% off. You're welcome. You're welcome is right. Well, enough about your political stances and your virtue as an individual. I want to talk about a couple who I don't know if you are familiar with. Are you familiar with Brooklyn and Nicola Peltz Beckham? I am familiar with them, but in a tertiary way, in a cursory way. Yes, I yeah. couldn't say that I know much about them or really am that riveted by them, but I right. am interested in this wedding debacle as a so- sort of fresh bride, sure. still suffering from a little wedding planning PTSD. So I am very interested in all this drama. Yeah, I am very curious for your thoughts because let me just say, I was fully prepared to come into this segment disliking both of them. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but her and Brooklyn are just have just never been super interesting to me. In fact, they've been somewhat annoying to me. I mean, Absolutely. did you know that he has 70 tattoos dedicated to her on his body? Okay, that's 70? the kind of seven zero. That is all I'll say is that I had a very grumpy husband this morning and I sent him a text that needs to be nicer to me. So that sounds actually excellent. Seventy two yeah. tattoos. That's the kind of love I would appreciate. That's endearing him to me, Chandler. I also said, maybe it's just because I'm jealous. That's why I didn't like them. Or maybe they're just out of my age demographic. Either way. Or wealth demographic. They're younger, they're richer, they're hotter than us. Absolutely. I came into this with a bit of bias. I want you to know that after reading all of the evidence, the story is not as cut and dry, I think, as the tabloids would like us to think. Okay. I think that is very interesting because the way that it's been spun is that Nicola was just a complete bitch, right? right? She's the daughter of a billionaire. And she was just a complete and total nightmare mm-hmm. that the billionaire dad is like bullying these planners. Right. I mean, I was fully prepared to continue to talk in that vein. So I'm really right. interested to hear what you've uncovered. No, I, I want you to know that I was preparing this episode with that full bias. I was mm-hmm. framing up all my thoughts with that bias. But as I continue to do my investigative journalism and read all of the information, I realized that I had to, you know, I had to operate from a place of truth. Okay, so I'm going to lay out what happened. This is somewhat old drama because all of this, you know, sort of happened in the last year, but some new things have come to light. And so I feel like it's worth going into detail about what has happened, you know, in this union. And it's a riveting tale. So please, a quick refresher would be fabulous. I, first of all, I love drama. I love rich people getting married. I love hearing about everything that those two things have to offer. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay, so let me paint a picture. Six weeks before this Palm Beach union, if you'll remember another great Palm Beach union, uh, Luann de Lesseps and Tom. Do I ever. People should learn their lesson. I think that's also the grounds, the holy grounds that Melania and Donald were married upon. So Palm Beach has really created many sacred unions. Absolutely. Sacred unions of the truly wealthy. So six weeks before their Palm Beach union, their wedding planner bowed out due to being, quote, overcommitted. All right. I want to just briefly note that I think it's interesting that a wedding planner would bow out six weeks prior to an actual wedding celebration due to being overcommitted. I hope that any wedding planner would have the foresight to not overcommit themselves. But that is what happened. (laughs) That is what set off this blunder of events. All right. Can I speak to this or am I getting too much in the way? You may. You may. I just think that if I'm a bride and I'm six weeks out from my wedding and my wedding planner quits and says I've overcommitted myself, that is essentially the wedding planner failing in the most abysmal of ways. Yes. You should have realized 
you know, six months ago that you were overcommitted. Mm-hmm. And so what this leads me to believe is that the wedding planner, also she's doing this wedding for a full-on movie star, not movie star, but very famous Yeah, couple. A-lister family. Yeah. A-lister family. There's no reason on earth to bow out, to fail in such a public way, to potentially ruin your career, unless these people are putting you through hell on earth and you just right. like have compl- I, even that to me it still seems like worth bucking up for the sake of your your right. career well, and it begs the question you know this is a 500 person wedding that's a huge wedding that's a huge mm-hmm. paycheck yes. what wedding was more important that they needed to bow out for please 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 lay out the okay. facts of the case so let me continue okay. so the family hires a new company called plan design events which i'm going to refer to as pde they were a lesser known entity. It's, you know, run by two women. They were more of an underdog hire. And according to Nicola, she wanted to give them, quote, the opportunity of a lifetime with her wedding. And my question for you, Lauren, is curious if you ever told your dear wedding planner, Anastasia, uh, that you were giving her the opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> no, but I'm also not from an A-list billionaire family. And with all due respect to these wedding planners, it is the opportunity of a lifetime to be the right. published planner on this make a wedding it just fully is it's like if someone hired us to interview Gwyneth Paltrow about her wedding she's gonna do a full deep dive on her wedding we're gonna cover it we're gonna cover this wedding that's an opportunity of a lifetime bitches right well let me just say sadly this opportunity of a lifetime only lasted for nine days wait wait the whole planning process only lasted for nine days they were fired after nine days I thought they quit after nine days. They were fired. I thought they quit too. They were fired. Oh, I mean, this is, okay, this changes everything. I know. So I thought they were fired, which is why I was like fully prepared to, but I checked multiple sources and they were fired. Okay. So this wedding, I think I do remember, sorry, everyone, that the facts are coming back to me a little slowly, but I do remember that it was like a quick engagement. And that this was a very fast planning process. So it's not like they hired them six months before and at six weeks they pulled out. They hired them at seven and a half weeks before and at six weeks they pulled out. Or they were fired. No. So there was a wedding planner who six weeks before the wedding said, I'm overcommitted. I can't do this. So then they hired a new company. Yes. Okay. They hired the new company. Gotcha. They hired the new company, PDE, which who was more of an underdog. And wanted to give them the opportunity of a lifetime, blah, blah, blah. Nine days later, they were fired. (laughs) Sorry, but it is not a good look. Like, even though it is the opportunity of a lifetime, I think that if I was a celebrity, I would just think that the person in front of me was smart enough to know that, that I didn't have to, like, tell them that. Right, right. No, I know. It's also, it's kind of icky. Also, she's like 22. I don't know. Actually, I don't actually, <laughs> I don't know her age. I should probably have that fact ready, but I know she's a, a young gal. And so it's yes. annoying to like, to, to have like a gal that young being like, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. I know I'm super rich. <laughs> right, for sure. You know. Okay. So according to PDE, which is the nine day stint wedding planners, they claim the family put them through wedding planning hell. According to Nelson Peltz, who is the plaintiff, Nicola's father, he says, quote, they were not up for the task. And he's suing them because they have failed to return a $159,000 deposit. So they paid them $159,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A deposit, I suppose. To de- plan this wedding six weeks before. Yeah. And they never, they never, they sent never it gave back. it back. They never sent it back. Nine days into the wedding. I thought it was nine days into the planning. Sorry, nine days into the planning. Yeah. 
Okay, that's so interesting because I thought it was like 25 grand. 160 mm-hmm. grand is a lot of money. Well, it's funny you say that because another source actually did the math with Nelson Peltz's wealth. He's a billionaire. He was he's a businessman and an investor. He's like the chairman of like Wendy's or something. I don't know. He's he's got a lot of money. And this is actually the equivalent of $5 for him. <laughs> that doesn't that I totally appreciate that, but the more rich people you meet, the more you realize how fucking cheap they are. And sometimes yes. they get that way because they have been like you they count every penny and no rich person doesn't matter. They don't want to feel screwed. Right. Oh, absolutely. I have a absolutely. friend. I have a friend yeah. who is extremely wealthy, much more wealthy than Bethany Frankel. And this friend literally called Bird when he was overcharged by $2 and spent an hour on the Oh, phone Bird, the scooter get, company. Yes, to get $2 yeah. back. It's like this hilarious story. Point being, people don't like to feel taken advantage of. Totally. Anyway. Totally. Okay, so PDE filed a countersuit seeking damages for the breach of contract, and they called Nelson a, quote, billionaire bully. Okay. This is what's going on with the lawsuit. Okay. And I also want to just say that Nicole and her mom were named in the countersuit as defendants. But the new news that has recently come up is that they've been dropped from that. Okay. Because okay. it's now, it's it's basically just the PDE versus their father, Nelson. So I'm going to get into some of the allegations. So they're suing right? the father. They're countersuing him. Yeah. Oh, they're counter damages. Him. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he he started the lawsuit by suing them for the money he never got back, and now they're countersuing him. Okay. Okay. So let me get into some of the allegations against this wedding planning company. I'm going to quote from some of the allegations. During their nine days of negotiations, PDE failed to book a single new wedding vendor, failed to finalize the terms of any agreements with any of the vendors that had been previously selected by Peltz and his family, and failed to attend previously scheduled meetings with Peltz. So basically they just kind of like, you know, did not really move the ball along in the first nine days or whatever. And, you know, it does sound like time was of the essence. And if you're six weeks out from your wedding and not only are you not moving to book things, uh, but you're failing to show up at meetings, like you definitely are not doing your job. Correct. So another interesting, and I would say damning point is that they even admitted that they lacked the skills to perform and they recommended hiring an additional wedding planner. So a third person. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. This is making me sick to my stomach. Yeah. I feel like I was having a conversation with um, our dear friend, Annie Grow, Wyatt's sister. Mm-hmm. And she was being mm-hmm. so sweet. And she was like saying your wedding looked incredible. It just looked so, so amazing. And I was telling her how stressed I was leading up to it. And I was just like, anyway, I was like, but it was so amazing. It was so worth it. It was like so yeah. worth it. But I was just like, I think the stress that pe- brides feel is so merited because like my entire wedding depended on being outside and rain mm-hmm. could have completely ruined the entire weekend. Yeah. And it's not yeah. like it's not like you get a do-over. It's not like when you're spending all that money and all these people are flying in that like if it doesn't go well, it's just like, oh well, you're still marrying the love of your life and it was still right. perfect. Like so many people I feel like have like trauma because just the hands of fate did not deal them mm-hmm. a good card on their wedding right, day. Right. Right. And so anyway, I think that even for Nicola, like this sounds like a complete shit show it doesn't matter if she has billions of dollars like this is a nightmare also it's a wedding of 500 people your wedding had 500 80 listers probably my yeah. wedding had 80 people yeah yeah okay i'm gonna get into pde's side of things okay so you know they paint a similarly chaotic picture of what was happening behind the scenes during the nine days they spent planning uh, according to page six 
reporting, they worked 17 hour days to meet the Peltz's demands, which included making flower bouquets wider and creating a quote, water dance floor, whatever that is for the after party. <laughs> At one point they say Peltz's mother, Claudia asked them not to tell her husband that they'd paid an upward of a hundred thousand dollars for hair and makeup services. Oh, I don't even gosh. know how you spend a hundred thousand dollars on hair and makeup services. Does that mean that like, if you have 20 people getting their hair and makeup done, it's like, you're spending five grand on each. No, that's like, what we call the the billionaire tax. That's what we call literally the invoice. This invoice is for one specific client. We're going to add one mm-hmm. more zero to the end of this invoice. Another really sizzling detail that they revealed was that Peltz, both Nicola and her mother did not want Victoria Beckham to know about any of the drama behind the scenes. They wanted okay. to keep her totally insulated, which I think is kind of interesting. Like they, you know, wanted to definitely keep a front of everything was going fine. A lot of the disputes have been about the guest list, which the wedding planners claim, you know, Nicola was constantly changing. They say that after mistakenly telling her that the driver, Lewis Hamilton, would be attending, they received an angry text from her that said, Lewis Hamilton did not RSVP. So explain why his name is on the list, please. Oh, and I actually saw these screenshots and it's so hilarious because like they're going from, you know, normal conversations to then very sharp interactions. And she also texted them, DeSantis must be off the guest list. Please confirm. (laughs) I think that there's something about, you know, you can be straightforward, but full on just screaming at people and being a total bitch. It's just, yeah, it is fully, it's just giving billionaire's daughter. I'm sorry. Oh, totally. Well, and I think with a guest list of 500 people who I'm sure you're trying oh, to nail down constantly. Cracks. People are going to slip through the cracks or people are going to RSVP, but then decide they're not going to come. Like or pe- these people don't care. Minute, right, these people right. do not care. So I do not care on this level. They probably mm-hmm. honestly don't even think about things until they're a couple weeks out. Some of them because they're just traveling constantly. Right. Yeah, they can be somewhere because they have a private jet that can take them the next day. Exactly. And my advice to billionaires everywhere, you know, would be to plan a 250 person wedding. I think a 500 person wedding is just too big. And I think it is too chaotic. And it's a Herculean task. There's a huge amount of billionaires who listen to our podcast. So a portion of them are for sure engage. So I think that, you know, that advice generally will be taken to heart by a lot of people. Thank you. Another claim from PDE is that Nicola was always too busy to speak with them over the phone which I can totally understand the frustration level there where you're like, I need to get so many details. I need to like understand like where you're coming from. But if you can't even get on the phone or if I have to handle everything over text, like that would be maddening because a phone call can be so much more clear and more simple. And so much more efficient. You can text for a day and have a 10 minute phone call and get through the same amount of stuff. Right, right. Okay, so a few other allegations uh, that PD says, you know, travel arrangements had not been made. The flowers and the cake still need to be sorted along with a hair and makeup artist, photographers wow, and orders. videographers. This is the entire, this is like almost the this entire, entire wedding. wedding. So I'm confused about what the original wedding planner did. She probably found the venue. Where did they get married? At their father's beachfront place. So it wasn't even like they oh, got married. So it's yeah. the entire wedding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So I want to get into one other thing before I give my concluding statements on this. So I think this is a little bit damning as well. Two days after getting fired, 
PDE begged Nelson and his wife, Claudia, not to spread negative gossip about them. And they wrote in an email, quote, in order to avoid negative gossip, we would appreciate that in the case you are asked to comment on our departure, that your answer reflects the work and good attitude we put into the process and no professional reason for our detachment. We will say we are under NDA and cannot comment. This keeps us both in a very good place. We really wish you and the family a fantastic event. We are sure as you even said that our paths will cross in the future, as I truly feel we have a great connection with you and Claudia, end quote. So what did he say to that? Which sounds totally reasonable. I mean, they're firing them. Right. Like, do they need to ruin their careers? Right, right. I don't have their response, but I do think okay. the fact that PDE said, please don't speak negatively about us, mm-hmm. maybe shows that they dropped the ball. And there's another piece of evidence that Nelson claims that I just think is totally outlandish and kind of a bummer. You know, it's a little mudslingy. He su- is suggesting that one is of the, the women... Dad? This is the dad. He's suggesting that one of the women who are part of PDE has a drinking problem. Okay. Because she sent a text to Nicole. Like they're in this group text that's called like the real planners or something. And her text in this thread says, now I'm going for a tequila. My head is about to explode. After a long day of of back and forth. Sounds like she deserved a tequila. Right. And Nicola even responded and said, yes, queen. And I think the mom was like, enjoy. But like now this is being turned into she has a drinking problem classic okay i have also one other funny little tidbit (laughs) so you might ask what is brooklyn up to in all this you know what does he think about this debacle and where was he during all this wedding planning so apparently nicola did not want him involved at all okay she actually texted the planners and said i do not trust brooklyn with this you should be asking an assistant he has no idea and is guessing And then apparently he remained mostly silent in the group chat about like, you know, all the planning, except he asked about the possibility of setting up guns that could shoot nets to capture any camera drones hovering above the event. Stop. (laughs) Isn't that so funny? Rich children just have such different lives. Can we get guns to shoot enemy camera drones? Like there's got to be a gun that could shoot a net to capture a drone. And then another, you know, sizzling detail that's kind of just come out is that there will be a televised deposition, which I will be no. watching. It's te- uh-huh. or is it tell? I thought it, I thought it was just video deposition. I didn't know it would be televised. It may or may not be televised, but it will be on camera. So I bet we'll get to see a little bit of it. I pray so. You just were reading. You said another new, new detail came to light. What's the new detail? Apparently, at one point, the dad even texted them the message, "Are you crying?" Wow. This sounds like a really special family. My overall thoughts, though, Lauren, I do side with the billionaires. You heard that right. I don't know the exact clause in their contract, but I do think if you were only on the job for nine days and you did not even execute, that I don't think it's right that they get to keep that 160 grand. I'm going to have to agree with you here. I think that some of it should be kept if they were let go. One thing, if they quit, if they quit, then yeah, they should probably return most of it. But if they're let go and they've spent nine sleepless nights um, working around the clock for these billionaires and trying to wrangle them, even if they're not up to the task, even if they didn't get fired, they should be compensated for that time. Yeah. So maybe not the full amount, but some of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they should be compensated for, yeah, a portion. So anyway, um, I guess it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds. Thank right. you, Chandler, for your reporting of this new information on this drama of course nicola she did not become the sophia richie grange as she had hoped as she was so longing for and i do feel sad for her about that you know Mm, all the raw material for her 
I feel really? no sadness for her. Yeah. No little violin playing Mm-mm, for none. Daughter of a billionaire. Okay. It's probably mm-hmm. fair. I mean, there's also crazy stories about her allegedly like being terrible to her nannies. She seems like a nightmare. Like yeah. all of this well, stuff aside, well, maybe it's impossible to not become a nightmare. Who knows? Lauren, before we go, I have to tell you about some devastating news I found out this morning. What? While I was in East Hampton, Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. was also there. She was literally there because she was spotted at this like concert thing with Chris Martin and Moses in the town that I was walking around in. Well, I mean, every night we sleep on the same earth as her, but for those nights, Chandler, you were mere miles, miles. away. I know. I know. I know. Can you believe that? I, I'm. It's devastating. I literally drove past the venue. I can't even talk about it anymore, but yeah. Yeah. Sorry Let's for the sad Let's not end news. this episode in tears. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you like this show, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, if you'd be so kind. And also, please hit the follow button. Hit the subscribe button so you always get a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, listen on Spotify, hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And then don't forget that this month, the show is sponsored by Casita Jewelry. So go to casitajewelry.com for 30% off whatever you want site-wide. Huge discount. Just use code POPAPOLOGIST. And we'll be back on Friday. Love you all so much. Thank you for listening. And with that, we'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. all for now folks don't forget give us a five-star review hit us up on instagram at pop apologists and we will see you next week live every wednesday Bye.